Do you ever feel a bit intimidated or overwhelmed when you find yourself thinking about legal when it comes to your lash business? You're working so hard to build your dreams and achieve your goals, and those shouldn't go down the drain simply because you didn't know how to protect what matters most to you. I'm your host, attorney and friend of the lash industry, Tamson Horton, and together we'll learn how to protect what matters most when it comes to your lash business so you can confidently take your business to the next level and beyond with simple, easy to understand and action you can take today. You will never feel intimidated or overwhelmed by legal anymore. Welcome to part three of our four-part series on protecting yourself and your profits before, during, and after your lash appointments. Now, this week, we are going into after the appointment and the different legal issues that can be triggered after the appointment has happened. Now, if you haven't yet listened to episodes covering before and at the appointment, you might want to pause and just go back and start at the beginning because there are foundational pieces that we're building on for this portion of the four-part series that will just make more sense if you've listened to parts one, which had to do with legal issues before an appointment, and then part two, which was during or at the appointment, and then now we are moving on to after the appointment. And this part really is a lot of practical blended with where the legal complements it. And this is, again, largely going to be dependent on your use of an online scheduler. And again, another plug for part one of this four-part series where I really talked about how an online scheduler is probably one of your most essential employees. Because when you're using an online scheduler, someone's had their appointment, and depending on the system that you use, you can then set the follow-up reminders. And those are so incredibly important. And the reason for that is you want to grow this relationship. You want to remind them to book their next appointment. You want to check in with them. So using the online scheduler is really important. We're going to walk through the specifics and where they come into play. Also, if you've set up your website, again, we talked about that in part one, that you also have a way of maintaining an email contact list. Now is when the money really comes into play because you can use that contact list and communicating with your people, your clients, to educate and to share with your clients what's going on in your business, sharing pictures of lashes, sharing lash care, sharing upcoming events, anything that's going on that is going to help you take care of your clients all of that is going to grow the relationship. So first off, let's start with the follow-up emails that an online scheduling system can send. 
I've mentioned this before. The system that I use in my own business is called Acuity. I use this because I want email and text reminders, and it integrates with various calendars and different services, and truly, there's nothing that Acuity can't do, and for $19 a month, I can't hire anyone to work for me 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. One of those key pieces is the follow-up emails. So after they've had their appointment, you can control the time and the frequency of when you send the emails. So for instance, you can send a check-in email, maybe send it out 24 hours after their appointment. Ask them how the appointment went. Here is your opportunity to not just check in with them, remind them about how to best take care of their lashes so that they last longer, but also provide a way where they could leave you a review. Link to where you want them to provide the review. Have a way for them to provide a testimonial. Now, if you're doing this and you're getting testimonials and then you're redistributing them, I definitely recommend using a testimonial release. Basically, very similar to a photo release where you're getting their permission to share the testimonial, to use it in your marketing, to put it on your website, to share it on social media. It is just a protective mechanism and it's just polite. So if you are getting testimonials. I do this myself where they answer a few questions and then I turn it into a paragraph. I send it to them. I say, does this sound okay? Which basically I've just ordered their answers into a paragraph. And then they say yes. And on there it says, I have the permission to use the testimonial. Now, my business is a different nature than yours. So if you need a review, then just link to where you want them to put the review. You don't necessarily need a testimonial release then. The release comes into play if you're basically repackaging it and putting it into the location. Again, it's very proactive, as I shared with you in part two. I'm a proactive, preventative by nature kind of person. So I definitely err on the side of caution because I don't enjoy cleaning up a mess. That I don't enjoy. So that I want you to always listen to my advice. I'll have the legal part, but even amongst lawyers, uh, you'll find me at the preventative end of the bookends for if we had to line up all the lawyers in line. The other part is besides if they're happy, you're going to have some that are unhappy. The easiest way to diffuse an unhappy person is to check in and to take care of them. And this, again, is where having in your contract terms, which we talked about in part one, the legal issues before an appointment happens, have your refund policy laid out. Have your, if you're unhappy with your lashes, process laid out. Do you offer a refund? How can they get a fix? How can you take care of it? Using a follow-up email that your online scheduler is your, you know, trusted employee, is sending those out, has the links, that person feels taken care of. You're diffusing the situation. That means you're not going to, the issue's not going to amplify. And you're making your customer's life so much easier, not to mention your own life easier, and you're taking care of it. 
The other thing to include are the links to pre-book the next appointment. So you've checked in with me. You've given me a way to provide you a review. You've made it really easy if I am unhappy how I can get in touch with you. And hey, reminder, in about a week, two weeks, you want to have your next appointment. So let's get it on the books now so that it's convenient for you. So those are easy ways as you're maximizing that online scheduler to help you in the follow-up. And these are, I wouldn't say they're completely 100% legal because they're not. They're practical based that an unhappy person, yes, could leave a nasty review. Um, In fact, we had a great um, question that has already come in that I'm going to talk about next week in um, part four. And it is, what do you do about defamation? Okay. So that is somebody who's saying something false about your business. But fabulous question. And I will give credit to that amazing person on next week's episode. But the diffusing of unhappy emotions and the way to amplify people that are already happy and already raving fans of you, those are very practical ways for doing that. And again, We've laid it out in the client contract that happened at the pre-booking. We're just referring them back to that. Now, the other piece is also using your, if you have an email contact list, so you were using something on your website where you have a way of gaining people's email addresses that educate your clients, educate them on taking care of their lashes so that you really are becoming a normal part of their world. And on those emails, as they're communicating with them, can also be via messenger, however you're, it's working best for you, include those links to book their next appointment, to get in touch with you. When they feel taken care of, they're, you're building that loyalty. You're strengthening that know, like, and trust factor. So I really hope that you've enjoyed learning about the legal issues that are triggered in the life cycle of a lash appointment. And if I've left anything out, please send me your questions, send me your insight. You can send a voice message uh, using anchor.fm slash lashing legally. And like I mentioned, next week, we are going to dive into your questions that you have sent. And one that I'm excited to share with you is how to use a bad review for your benefit and knowing the difference when you do have a legal cause of action, which is can happen. It's called defamation. I will dive into it and explain how to know the difference, what to do, how to take care of it. Now, I'm not your lawyer, so please always do your research, talk to your attorney, and get the specific guidance based on your facts and circumstances. I want to educate you about the legal implications of your business decisions because every business decision has a legal impact and we want them to be positive. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. There is a full-length legal masterclass available on demand at lashinglegally.com. Until next week, where we'll dive into another topic directly related to helping you navigate the legal issues in your lash business so you can protect what you are working so hard to build. 